0: Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. Hey Daddy. Hi there.
1: So this is a whole new format for us because it's quite a special moment in our history, especially yes, it in is. South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I was thinking as we were recording this that it's next week that everyone's gonna be gathered together.
0: Yes, for the twenty second of April.
1: Prayer gathering So by the time this comes out, it'll be just days before. Yes. So I think it's it's really important that we you know talk about your the post and what's going to happen and what to expect and all that sort of thing, leading up to it. Right. Um. I I agree with you. I think it's a, a great thing. I'm I'm also in support of it. And for me, just even you know having so many believers together as one, that must be just a, a wonderful thing to be part of. But from your side, what is the actual biblical support for one of these mass prayer meetings?
0: Okay, maybe I can just uh, preface it for the for the sake of overseas people who might be listening to this. Yeah, here in South Africa, mm-hmm. we have a national crisis at our multiple levels. We have a political crisis, economic crisis, and a man called Angus Buchan has called the church to come together. Yeah, on a huge piece of land outside Bloemfontein, one of our major cities, and his expectation is that a million people, million Christians, mm. will come, and with one voice cry out to God in our time of national crisis. And
1: that's the twenty-second of April, twenty seventeen.
0: Right. So uh, the first question is: What's the biblical support for this? You know, mm. is there precedent in the scriptures for us as Christians doing this? All right. Well, in Old Testament times, it's, it's quite obvious. When the nation was in a crisis, then they were called together. The priests would sound the chauffeurs, the horns, uh, the trumpets would blast. Messengers would go out to the whole of Israel and they would call the people right up to Jerusalem. They would come in their millions. And uh, in even earlier times before that, they would come to the tabernacle when there was Mm -hmm. a crisis. A crisis like an enemy army marching. Yes. A great famine huge drought in the land and no rain for ages or things of that nature the leaders would call the people together and there are many instances of this in the Old Testament Mm. then in the New Testament you have the same sort of thing happening when the church has its first moment of crisis it does the same thing it brings its people together that embryo church, that first church is brought together for instance in, in Acts chapter 4 verse 24 You've got the account of the apostles were preaching in the name of Jesus. And the authorities, came, the Jewish authorities said to them, stop doing this. We forbid you to speak in the name of Jesus. Well, what's the? what did they do? They went back to the group of disciples. They called everybody together. And then you have them actually praying. Mm. And what they prayed was this. They said, now, Lord, consider their threats. And enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. So their response was the same as the Old Testament response. We have a crisis. Uh, we don't know what to do. Let's pray as a people. So so there's biblical precedent both in the Old and the New Testaments for it.
1: I suppose it, it goes back to how if you relate the church being your church family. So if, if there's a crisis in a the family, then you'd, you'd call your all the family members together in the same way in the church. You'd call the church people in the same way in a country. You'd call the Christians together.
0: Yes, that's right. And you know, in, in our country, South Africa, we've had this before. Mm. We've had National Day of Prayers being called mm. before the incredible first democratic election 23 years ago. Then uh, the 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 nation was called to prayer, and there was. I I remember standing in Santon City at twelve noon, when everybody was asked, "Please stop Mm, wherever you are and pray." Mm, Do you remember that? I do,
1: yeah.
0: And I remember taking hands with a little Jewish lady on the one hand and a black man on the other hand, Mm. and we made this circle in the upper part of Santon City, and there was just. Hundreds and even thousands of people just praying and it was happening right across our nation.
1: Yes, I I was in Pinetown at the time working in a factory and all the office staff went down to the factory floor and we all held hands and stood in silence as well.
0: Yes, and the result was a totally peaceful first democratic election in our country. Incredible.
1: And thousands of people with food supplies that they could not get rid of for the next 10 years. (laughs)
0: <laughs> People had been hoarding because yes. they expected the worst okay. I understand
1: Now, you know, you're talking about Acts 4 And um, not to sound irreverent But in Acts 4, God responded by f- physically shaking the earth I really hope that doesn't happen Because we've just had an earthquake <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I, I actually f- wish it would. I mean, wouldn't it be fantastic if um, everybody was up there praying uh, in Bloemfontein and it was two o'clock in the afternoon and those like uh, your mom and myself who can't go, who are looking after grandchildren, would be right here. Mm. And uh, suddenly the earth would start to tremble and we'd say, ah, oh, wow, the whole nation knows that, that, that God is listening. That'd be fantastic.
1: Yeah, true. I I think I'd I'd prefer an eclipse if we're going to choose, but (laughs) it's (laughs) less dangerous. (laughs) Mm. Um, So you're obviously expecting miracles and there have been miracles in the Bible. Mm. So are you then saying that God needs a certain number of people to come together for Him to actually act on it? Because I know that, and if, you know, being a bit of a loner myself, obviously I know that sort of verse like, when two are more gathered in my name, I know that sort of verse. Why, why should thousands of people have to get together in order for God to catch God's attention?
0: Okay, I don't think that's what happens at all. Um, I think that the, the value of a corporate pre-meeting like this is different. It's not because God needs a certain number of people to ask him to do something before he decides mm. to do it. He's sovereign. He's God. And, and I know from over the last several hundred years, you know, many people, some of them very respected scholars, have made statements like, God does nothing unless he's asked in prayer. And I don't believe that. You know, we, we are talking about Almighty mm. God here. So I don't believe that God needs a certain number of people, a million Christians, before he suddenly says, oh, well, okay, i um, Enough. You've convinced me. You've convinced me. Oh, I'll, I'll do something. <laughs> I, I don't think it's at that, na- uh, that level at all. I think when you know a million people come together, they're Christians now. They're representing the church, genuinely mm. representing the church, and with one voice and one mind, they're coming together and saying, "Lord, we are in agreement with this. Your church, your people, are asking. You. It's not just one or two people. It's we, the, the church is being represented." And I think that's a hugely mm. important thing. Then also, when a number of people like that get together, that group is also representing the church to the nation. The, the unsaved nation, the people who mm. aren't believers, are looking and saying, oh wow, mm. you know, those people really are believing that God is going to do something.
1: Oh, yes, I, I, I totally get behind that. I think that just in itself is an amazing thing to gather that many Christians together and, you know, show that, that they are believers and, and they are leaning on God. Yes. I, I think that's a fantastic demonstration. But does it not mean that, that my little prayer wasps by then individually?
0: No, it doesn't mean that, that, that at all. But, you know, when we're asking for God to intervene, so we are asking him to come and do something. And if you're asking individually in your own life and saying, please, Lord, intervene in my life, it's only you that's affected. Mm. But you you and I, we can't just uh, agree together and say, you know, we represent the church, f- Father, please change the reality for your <laughs> church.
1: For the whole of South Africa, Corin yes. and Chris.
0: Y- yeah. But you see, what's going to be happening in Bloemfontein is there'll be a million people there, and amongst those million people are going to be a cross-section of the church leaders of the nation standing there. Yeah. And so the church the church is genuinely saying, Father, please intervene in our crisis.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's going to be quite amazing. Yeah. So what exactly are your expectations then? I know that you've been looking after grandkids and that, so that's my brother and sister-in-law can go. But you're going to be sitting probably prayerfully if you can, if you can get a solid thought through your mind with two toddlers. What are you hoping will come out of this?
0: Well, well uh, f- I'm hoping for a number of things. My expectations are firstly that, that the church will be, uh, in its corporate sense, realizing our dependence on God. So together we'll be saying, uh, Father, we really have come to the end of our resources. We can't change these things by ourselves. Mm. And I think that's, that place of dependence on God is the place where tremendous things can start to happen. Because we're opening our expectations for God to act. I think that's the first thing. I'm also trusting that God might well speak through this gathering. Mm. That there might be some prophetic voices. That there might be a prophetic word that comes. Which mm. says, hear my people. You know, this is what I'm saying into your situation right now. now that would be. Does wonderful.
1: that sort of thing happen at these, I haven't been to one, so...
0: They can. You know, I mean, wherever the church comes together, then the gifts of the Spirit can operate corporately. Yeah. And there can be powerful words that are, that are spoken into the church that can resonate right around our nation. Um, and then, obviously, there'll be this urgent plea. I'm expecting that there'll be one voice, one mind, that the church will be saying, please follow now. It is time. It's time. Mm. Please intervene. Yeah. So uh, my expectation is that God will respond in in that way, and that it will mark this prayer meeting will mark a decisive turning point in the downward trajectory of our nation, and okay. that it will usher in a whole new dispensation for all people, of all creeds and colors and, and persuasions, mm. and that He will actually change something in the spiritual climate of our nation. You know, you know there's so much fear. There's so much anger around. There's so much hopelessness and pessimism that something will shift because God is starting to move and to speak and to change things. That's, that's my fervent expectation. But I have a further expectation. Mm. I, expectation is that perhaps this meeting could trigger a genuine Holy Spirit revival in our country, like has been seen in the Sousa Street or the Welsh Revival or in the Hebrides. And we've had revivals in South Africa before, but that, but that this nationwide revival that we've been praying for, I know our little church has been praying for it for seven years now. Because, honestly, it's going to take a revived church to revive a nation. That's how God works. Mm-hmm. He revives His people and His people revive the nation. Don't, don't, you, don't forget how the early disciples prayed. And they said two things. They said, Please won't you empower your servants to speak your word with great boldness. That's what happens in revival. Mm. Uh, Us Christians, we're empowered to be bold and to speak and to act. And then it says, and also stretch out your hand in the name of Jesus' work, wonderful miracles. In other words, intervene miraculously and empower your people. And an empowered people and the miraculous acts of God, that equals revival. So my my heartfelt expectation is that the revival we've been praying for for so long will be triggered, will start to break out through the agency of this uh, corporate pre-meeting.
1: For other people that may be listening to this that have also got kiddies or whatever their reason may be, um, and they want to be part of it but can't get to it, what, it uh, it's happening in the afternoon of the 22nd, I believe. Do you recommend that people put aside some time and just, you know, pray in their own, wherever they are at that, at that moment?
0: Okay, there's two things. Uh, number one is I know a number of churches, for instance, in our area, there are um, the church that, that I'm part of, and five other churches are actually getting together in a, in a big school hall at exactly the same time. Mm. So there's okay. a local place where people can come to as well. So if they said, I just couldn't, I can't get there, but I can get to that school hall. Yes. then they can go there and they can also be agreeing in prayer. But even if they can't get there, then there's still an opportunity just to wherever we are, just like we did at 12 noon on that wonderful day 23 mm. years ago. We could all just stop where we are and say, Lord, I know my brothers and sisters are, are speaking to you about this. Now I want to join myself to you so that in the Spirit we can be one. Mm. And and the whole nation of Christians can be represented in the one place but be participating from wherever they are
1: Would we be praying just for healing of the nation and changing of hearts?
0: We would have to really be led by the Holy Spirit because one of the benefits of getting together in one place is that we can agree with each other's prayers So the, the prayer meeting is led by a group of people or a particular person and he starts a prayer process and then the people agree with that Mm. now if you're not there you can't hear what that is and you can't agree so you've just got to really say Holy Spirit I i can't hear with these normal ears what's happening there so please help me to to come into line with those prayers and, and to agree with them that's, that's all we can do
1: and mm. Terry um, did you have anything else you wanted to add?
0: no I don't know if you've got any other questions or observations otherwise I'll, I want to just end by reading from Malachi 4 Great. verses 2 and 3 ok so is there anything else in your heart and mind, my daughter. <laughs>
1: um, no, I'm um, no, I'm just I'm I'm thinking about and thinking about how amazing it's going to be to have other Christians, so many other Christians around you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's actually quite something.
0: Okay, so uh, whoever's listening to this in South Africa, my uh, please, you know, support this. I think it's a God moment uh, of destiny in our nation. And if you can get there, get there. If you can't get to where your local church is gathering with other churches, if you can't get to that, stop wherever you are and just join your prayers because this is a moment of change for the better in our land. Malachi 4 verses 2 and 3 reads as follows. But for you who revere my name, the sun, S-U-N of righteousness, for us that would be the sun, capital S-O-N, of righteousness, will rise with healing in its his wings. And you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall, and then you will trample down the wicked, and there will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I do these things, says the Lord God Almighty. And that's my prayer, and that's my expectation, that God will empower us to trample down the things that are wrong, empower us to speak out and and do what is right and go further than that and actually stretch forth His mighty hand and do great and mighty things in our nation. That for the first time in so long we could really be a nation that can start to prosper and to live in righteousness and to have a, a, a God consciousness again. Among all Imagine being people.
1: an example for the rest of the world for once.
0: And you know, that was the, that was the prophetic word for South Africa all those years ago, when they started calling mm. us the Rainbow Nation and things like that. And they said, you know, we can be an example of, of how different races and people can all come together in unity. And 23 da- years down the track, we have abysmally failed. Yeah. And we have the opposite. We have racial tension and we have economic depression and strife. We're on a tipping point right now. And we're on a tipping point. So if God will intervene and empower, then we can be that example that we've Mm. spoken about all those years ago.
1: Absolutely. I'm I'm also looking forward to um, going out and leaping like a calf released from the (laughs) (laughs) stall. You're younger than me. I'll probably just have to stamp around (laughs) like a bull. (laughs)
0: Thanks, Debbie. Okay. Bye, everybody. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth Is The Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics, or purchase one of Dr. Pepler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, Truth Talks.